Hello, beautiful souls. Join me as we dive into conversations about spiritual clarity, different modalities and mechanisms to healing as well as healing phenomena and how to activate your third eye powers. Join me every Wednesday for a new episode where you'll understand more about the mediumship journey and what it truly takes. This is not your standard mediumship podcast. Get ready for discussing taboos, fears, traumas, and silenced stories for the emerging psychic medium who is stepping into their financial freedom with their soul's gifts. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Mediumship Muse podcast. Before I get started on today's episode, I have to talk about why I went MIA for a little bit. Um, there's a few reasons. Um, one, I have, I have a, an MC, which those of you who study astrology, MC, like my career placement, in um, the house of Pisces, which can mean that it could be difficult for me sometimes to like show up consistently. It's like I'm here and then I disappear. They call that placement kind of like the God placement, you know, when like Jesus went off and was like missing for X amount of years and no one knew where he was and People like tried to put, you know, his history together during that time. That was, you know, that's my life like pretty regularly, um, which is interesting because it's an inter interesting energy to move through. And it, it very much is all about like processing and learning more. And I will say from the last episode I recorded up until this one, continuing to again, I went through a huge like shift and heart opening activation. And um, the funny part is the last episode I recorded, which, you know, afterwards is where I stopped, is I was recording some very personal information um, about things that I had went through in the last relationship that I was in and, and sharing that. But I realized like where it was coming from was actually still a place of resentment and anger. So what's funny is I wasn't wearing headphones at the time, which now I am, like lesson learned, because one of the wires that I have right here next to my roadcaster was uh, pushed on the entire time I was recording that episode, okay? And this is what it sounded like that entire episode. <laughs> so it was that sound the entire time that I was ranting. It's actually pretty long. So that was going off the entire time when I was kind of going off on that episode. And, um, you know, the reasons that I got into that relationship now, like coming out of it, like what was happening and what I felt like I was processing, but I didn't know there was still these like lurking, like mm, resentments and pains under that. So there were still some things to process around that, which I did. And I'll be sharing you know, for sure, like, you know, as things are continuing to integrate and settling, <laughs> my nervous system is adjusting. And I actually come from a space of like understanding um, from even a higher space in place, right? That like higher self perspective, which I feel I embody most times, but clearly like I'm human and uh, spirit was essentially like, nope, you're not posting this shit. <laughs> so I listened and um, here we are. The episode, today's episode is going to be about family lineage work though. Um, so I'll come back to that episode that I didn't get to, you know, finish and post for you guys. It's coming and it'll be deep and also juicy. And um, it's quite a personal story, but it, it, it'll it be shared nonetheless at the appropriate time, I feel. 
But today I want to talk about ancestral alignments and or family constellation work. So for those of you who don't know, I do family constellation work and um, I have for a couple of years. But what I've been finding is that I'm able to synthesize the work to go faster. So in traditional family constellation work, you know, you, um, you need a lot of reps, repping different things. And family constellation work is essentially allowing the grand scheme and play of your family system to unfold right before your very eyes so that something can be cleared. And our way into the family system is with a goal that you have in mind. So traditional goals are like, you know, health related, finance related, relationship related, um, anything to do with like parent child dynamics, clearing stuff between that uh, manifesting goals in life too. That's also a big one. That's what I've used a lot of it for. And I wanted to share a lot of my experiences and how I was able to synthesize this process because I've participated in many family constellations and I've also, you know, facilitated many and this, this condensing starts to happen where you're able to, okay, see how others are facilitating and then take it, create it, something that is just as vital, just as impactful, but almost smoother, almost quicker with less representative. So in traditional family constellation work, you need a lot of reps kind of repping the different people in your family system that um, this block might be holding you back from. So let's say, you know, you have a rep for a, a sibling, you have a rep for your mother, you have a rep for your grandmother, and whatever the case might be, the dynamic between them or the dynamic that they're representing that's holding you back, that's blocking your life in some way, is allowed to play itself out and you actually get to see and feel and sense resolution. Now, I can lead this in a faster, more streamlined process in something I call and named ancestral alignments, where I only need one rep. And that rep can be, you know, someone that is not you, and that rep can also be someone that is you. So I do this in my one-on-one -on -one work. I do this in my group courses. This work is so important, okay? And the reason why family constellation is so important is because we have to realize the limitations of our bodies, okay? The limitation of your body comes with a genetic code and a genetic makeup that is not to be ignored. Everything in your genetic makeup is, is here to show you actually how you're meant to lead your life, what you're here to do, and also what you're here to clean up karmically within your family system. Now, some of this stuff you caused and then some of the stuff you wouldn't have, you just were born with, right? And then even the stuff that you caused is likely a repetitive pattern because you know, the pattern's been knocking on the door for many generations and nobody's paying attention to what the pattern is trying to say. And the stories in our genetic code, the stories of our past, of our traumas, ours and our ancestors, they have no other way to physically showcase themselves but to bring up problems in your life, <laughs> but to bring up blocks, but to bring up fears, but to bring up resistance. And most people have a difficult time understanding these blocks and what they really mean because they can be subtle or they can be loud, but people don't have the awareness yet, which is what I'm here to break, right? That pattern of not having the awareness. People aren't always aware that these patterns are saying something about the family lineage that needs to be paid attention to. And with almost anything, okay, be it like, you know, manifesting a new job or career or manifesting the relationship of your dreams, there's almost always going to be something in the lineage that goes against that or is fearful of that or says you can't have that. And we need to understand why that is. And when we allow that story to play itself out, we allow the story to speak, we free ourselves up in some of the most magical ways. 
And um, so that's why I do it. And that's how this work created itself, really, through my facilitating and, and hosting this and doing this numerous times over. I started to see like, oh, okay, there's some cool ins and outs to this. You know, the field really is gonna show us what we want if we're aligned, if we're ready to see, if we're ready to just go there. And when you clear this stuff, let me tell you, you feel a difference. You literally feel a difference. And I did. And again, I've done this work numerous times over. And for someone like me, so for those of you who don't know, I was not raised with my biological father. I actually didn't meet him or even know who he was until I was about 28 years old. Literally, I found out on New Year's Eve. I'll never forget that day. That'll be another podcast episode because that story is crazy. Um, that whole that whole section of life, Saturn return hit me hard. I'll say that. That Saturn return, my God, um, was wild. But um, why was I talking about him? <laughs> Distracted. It's already late at night. I should have recorded this earlier. That's okay. Um, I was talking about art and... That's my biological dad's name, how I met him. Oh, okay, yes. So when I started to do a lot of family constellation work, stuff with my biological father kept coming up. And I was like, well, I don't, this was before I even knew him. And so I would have these like, like, why does he keep coming up? I don't even know this guy. Like, why would it matter? Was my consciousness at that time. Like, why does he matter if I never knew him? And then as I started to do more constellation work, it was like, oh, crap, this really matters. The fact that he wasn't there in my life really, really played a role in how I function currently and in how I manifest currently. And it's interesting because in family constellation work, your father actually represents your future and your mother actually represents your past. And then there's, there's sides that they represent too. But, but in general, it was very difficult for me to manifest things in my life because I actually wasn't rightfully placed and claimed in my paternal lineage on my biological father's side. So what that does is it actually disconnects you. It, it pulls you away from your future manifestations because the inner child in you, right, that innocent being, that innocent essence, was never loved properly by her dad, by her daddy. She was never loved on and doted on. So when I was first doing these con this constellation work and these ancestral alignments, it was a lot of my like inner child knowing and, and being really sad and scared and alone and knowing that her dad was never coming. And so it was really heartbreaking at first to move through these things, but these are some of the deeper trapped emotions associated with these themes in our lives that need to be cleared. So it, it was interesting. Again, a lot of the first family constellations that I was doing, they were geared around the reclamation, you know, being placed back into my father's system because I never was claimed. I was never acknowledged. I was never uh, sought. You know, I was never nurtured by him. I was never any of that. So that, realizing that was like, whoa, you know, a, a big thing. And I started to see this in others as well, right? So what the things that are our deepest pains are also how we're here to help serve those that we work with. And so the more and more I started to do the family constellation work, more and more stuff started to come up. And so some of the themes I want to share are some of the themes that I've experienced and also that I've walked my clients through because I find this so important and also because I'm launching an ancestral alignments course where I will teach you how to do this for yourself, for your clients, whether it is that you just want to show up and receive these kinds of clearings that are so powerful and I feel like it's fundamental and foundational for anybody's spiritual growth, okay? If you're not working on your lineage, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. I will say that 
point blank period, it is one of my specialties. If we're not touching on your ancestry, you're only going to get so far in life. You got to turn back and address what the maternal and paternal lineage is saying and those trapped stories and sometimes trapped ancestors that are stuck there because of traumatic ways that they passed. So some of the themes that came up for me and clients is the effects of sexual abuse and trauma on family systems. Um, there's many others as well. There's like a hierarchical kind of system within a family and it almost needs to be followed. And if it's not, the whole family system is out of whack. So for those of us, mm, me, who come from like crazy families, <laughs> that's oftentimes why. It's because people actually aren't in their rightful position, right? The child's not the child, the parent's not the parent, the parent's not parenting, the child's not childing, and that whole thing gets flipped and inverted. And when you have that going on, best believe, manifestation is going to be chaotic and not in a good way <laughs> either. So there's also this aspect of another theme and topic that I've seen come up is the effect of murders on family systems. This is something that I've moved a lot of my clients through and have experienced numerous times over. It's, it's what happens to a family system when there's a murder in, in, in that family system, when someone has been taken at the hands of another from their family tree. Um, the effects of patriarchy on the maternal lineage is super important. Think about all our silenced mothers and, and the mothers who turn a blind eye to all the crazy and wild things that happen to their children just to maintain, you know, a household. You know, the things that women had to suppress and stay quiet about for eons probably, <laughs> generation after generation, right? We, we carry that, especially as women, we carry that in our genes and the effects of that are tremendous. I mean, I can't, that, that one's a big one. There's also the forgotten masculine father wounds. A lot of us have um, a very emotionally not present fathers oftentimes. They can be abusive. They can be um, absent altogether, like mine, right? The father wounds and how those show up in a family system and what that implies is quite interesting. And the missing parents, right? The missing parents, whether you've been adopted, whether you were raised only with your mother, maybe you were raised only with your father, there's always implications behind the missing parent and what that kind of leaves open. It's like a gaping wound, really. And then life becomes this process of you trying to fill that wound up. But really, all life is really doing is trying to show you that the wound is there in the first place. So you start manifesting these horrible relationships where you're not supported and things become very difficult. And there's always emotional and strenuous processes that are happening in each and every one of your relationships and you get really frustrated. Like, why me? Why does this keep happening to me? If you're one of these people that's like, why me? Why this process? Why do I keep running into this? This episode one is for you. And two, also my ancestral alignments courses for you. And this was me. I was constantly like, why? Why do I end up in relationships like this? Why is it so hard for me to um, manifest things in my life? Why do I almost have zero energy like all the time? And it, and it wasn't health-related stuff. It was this energetic ancestry that was pulling me down, trying to get my attention, trying to protect me or trying to, i.e., keep me from something they felt was dangerous, but was really just holding me back in my own life. So this is, these are some of the patterns as well as like, there's this element of clearing karmic debt from businesses, from companies too, right? Like you can take this work and actually expand it into a corporate sphere, which I find so cool, so cool and interesting. And for those of you with businesses, those of us with businesses who feel like, you know, the business isn't like, we're not letting the business be what it really can be. There's likely this karmic debt going on. 
Okay, so I'm going to kind of go into different stories about these things um, briefly. You know, the, the effects of sexual abuse on a family system, for example, very much related to and can be tied to the effects of patriarchy on the, on the maternal lineage or the mother's side because uh, there's so many constellations and ancestral alignments where I've had to clear the fact that the woman, oftentimes, who in her childhood was molested by an uncle, a, a father, a stepfather, a, you know, some, a male in the family, or uh, someone very close to them, that these girls turn into women who are very silent and are very afraid to speak their truth. And this becomes very difficult for them to live in joy and to live in happiness. I see this often, guys. You, you, I think it happens more often than, than society is probably willing to fully understand, but sexual trauma happens to so many girls and women. And what this does on a genetic level and on a somatic body level to women, and it's not only women, this happens to men and boys too, what it does is it silences you and it makes you feel a deep, deep sense of unworthiness. And this is what happens. This is what happened to me. You know, living life, feeling completely depressed and owned by your negative emotions all the time. And people will just equate it to, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just maybe not happy with this phase of my life, not even realizing that they've been this sad their entire lives or since this trauma happened. So a lot of it, when I'm clearing a lot of this stuff, it's like, wow, I didn't know how long I was carrying that. And most people don't. And most people will also blame themselves for these things. And it's, it's so not your fault, but it is your responsibility to uncover what's there and what's, what your family lineage is trying to say. And this is also related to the aspect of, you know, the, the silencing of the mothers as well. Oftentimes, mothers know this stuff is going on and they'll turn a blind eye to keep the family afloat, to just make sure everyone is surviving, i.e. using the father's money to be fed, to have a roof over their heads because they didn't have a way out. Mothers didn't have a way out. And that's why when I see the posts, I've seen posts like memes, you know, like, what's up with relationships nowadays? Why doesn't anybody stay together? And like, I've seen somebody respond, because women have bank accounts. And I can't tell you, coming from somebody who does these ancestral alignments, how true that is. Because women having access to their own financial resources is a game changer for trauma in family systems. Because women can now pull their children away from situations that are very harmful, where back then, a lot of them were just surviving and trying to act like nothing was happening. And this builds, oh my gosh, such toxic relationships between mothers and daughters it between women and family systems. Oh my gosh, I, I come from a family system where the women hate each other. And this is one of the reasons why, because there's sexual abuse and trauma going on in this deep sense of hating their own femininity, hating their own sisters, hating themselves. And it's, it's really time for our, ourselves, especially women. You know, most of my clients are women and I always honor that. You know, it's our duty, I feel, to work through these things so that our children don't need to carry these same patterns and need to experience these same things in their lives, that they actually get a chance 
to have somewhat of a clean slate. I mean, let's be honest, we know you're, not, you're likely not getting out of this life without <laughs> some, some tumbling, without some trauma. But at least we can set up the future generations to not have to deal with all that we did. And for those of you women who are listening to this and doing the spiritual work, I commend you because you're saving your children so many painful lessons. And I think that gets so, so swept under the rug sometimes about like how many spiritual women and how many intuitively aligned women are starting to work through their stuff and how, what a blessing that is because your kids aren't going to need to endure the same pain that you did. You know, so those of you who are doing this, like kudos to you. I'm going to, yeah, that's for you. <laughs> then um, tapping into like the effects of murder on a family lineage too. You know, I, I, what I've seen oftentimes, um, I'm going to take a quick little sip of water. Here's something that blows a lot of people's minds. When there's a, a murder in a family system, the murderer in the family system almost acts as like, if you can think of a family tree, right? The bloodline, it's got, you know, it's got its trunk and the bloodline spreading off into these branches, all that stuff. A murderer can actually represent like a, like a node, you know, on one of the branches or on, on the trunk that doesn't really formulate into anything, but then it gets like, it, like it's knotted and it's there on the tree and it's there. And it's not been acknowledged. Now, this is true whether the murderer has been found or not, whether the family knows the loved one has been murdered or not, whether the body was found or not, okay? It doesn't matter. This thing, whether there's a murder, this, when there is a murder in the family, it doesn't matter if you know about it or not. It doesn't even matter if there was a body found or not. These things still will affect the entire family system. And what I see is, that, that murder then becomes part of the family system in some odd kind of backwards, twisted way. And they have to be acknowledged for what they did and their sort of indent on the family tree and on the family system because they, they took life, you know? There's literal blood on their hands. And so that, that murderer needs to be acknowledged and they need to say what they need to say and oftentimes forgiven so that they can then release from the family system. And when they're not released, here are the things that I see happen in family systems. There's going to be someone in the family tree that keeps emulating both the one who was murdered and the murderer. And sometimes people can embody both, which is quite interesting. So what I've seen numerous times over is like, you know, let's say there, there was a murderer, for example, that um, murdered one of the loved ones in someone's family system out of jealousy because they had this booming family business and they constantly felt broken, left out, and they felt like they deserved what this person had and so they were gonna take it by any means necessary so they end up taking that family member, right? And the, the descendants, the descendants of that person and or the descendants just in the lineage altogether will start embodying that same jealousy that the murderer did. They will start embodying that same hate towards the other, self-hate. They'll manifest friendships where they keep having these volcanic eruptions, if you will, and arguments for seemingly no apparent reason. It doesn't even make sense. It's not even cognitive. But it's the genetic story. And the genetic story is trying to play itself out. This stuff goes so deep. So I've seen things like that. And on the opposite end, I've seen, you know, where 
where the unresting, let's say the person who got murdered, let's say the body was never found or they were never laid to rest in a proper way, um, they get stuck on the other side. And then that's embodied in the lineage too, as this stagnant energy, as this fear, as this unknowing fear of whatever the case might be. It can be this, this, this pattern that doesn't even make sense that just exists there, you know? And we don't know what these patterns are until we touch them. We, we don't even know they exist until we grace them and we start to look. So I encourage you to take a moment during your day at some point and see if you can like gently even call on like, is there an unconscious pattern in my family system that I don't know about that I'm carrying? 99.99999% of the time, it's going to be yes. Literally, until we've ascended, okay, together, collectively, as humanity, these stories are what's keeping us here. That's literally my belief system from doing this work so much. These codes, our genetic code, and these stories can be so heavy that they're just playing out here so that we can finally understand it and grasp it and get it so we can elevate it, so we can take these stories back to God, if you will. We ascend the story. But there's so many stories that haven't been ascended because we're not paying attention and everyone's so numb. So many of us are numb on this planet, not even willing to acknowledge that we're carrying something. We're carrying these nasty little patterns. <laughs> and um, oftentimes people are numb to this because they're afraid. They're afraid of needing to take responsibility for how these patterns have been playing out in their lives and the people they would have hurt as well in these patterns playing themselves out. And this is so about self-forgiveness. This work is not about blaming or shaming anybody. It's about releasing and saying, speaking truth, speaking the words that were never spoken to that family member or to this family pattern or to the male or paternal, male maternal, um, excuse me, paternal or female maternal lineages, right? Saying these things, these key words are, are, and phrases are going to be super important. And that's why we use a rep to oftentimes help you get out of your head, though I can guide you either way, like I mentioned, to help say what needs to be said. Super, super important. Um, the element of missing parents, again, I, I touched on that already. I've seen this with numerous of my clients, too, where they have a missing parent their entire lives, and this creates a heart wall like no other. When people have a missing parent, their ability to manifest the relationships that they really want to see in their lives is damn near impossible, and I'm speaking from experience, okay? And I'm in the process of manifesting that for myself, what that'll even look like. I can still struggle with what the relationship of my dreams looks like, you know, what I want it to be. And when we have these missing parents, they create heart walls that then keep us separated from not only relationships, but people, friends, clients, soulmate clients. Like you can't really attract much of anything with a heart wall going on. Life is only going to taste so good when you have this huge heart wall and you don't even know it's there because you've been carrying it your entire life and you just get used to this block in your chest. And it's quite interesting, you know, as you learn how long these things have been in place, your awareness grows into other, it's like, you, it's like the light starts bleeding into all the other areas of your life and then everything opens up and you'll start to see, oh, one constellation is just the doorway to many that I need to do that I could do. It's not necessarily you need to do this to, you know, I'm not trying to beat this work into anybody, but I will say I know the benefits of it and I've seen it time and time again. 
And even, you know, when I'm talking to people, I can see it. You know, when I'm talking to people, I'm highly, obviously, psychic intuitive. I can see, oh, you're carrying something from your, your father's lineage or your mother's lineage. I've seen this, too, where I'm, like, talking to someone, for example, and I'm like, oh, you're carrying a lot of bickering energy. You're carrying, like, patterns of shame and blame from your grandfather. Do you know what this is about? And I'll usually be able to tap into, oh, it was because he had, he had a lot of love children. You know, he had families all around town. And um, this was creating a lot of drama in this person's life, right? So these things, how they manifest, it's like you don't even understand that your continual drama, your attraction to drama and attracting these like arguments with the opposite sex or same sex, whatever the case might be, is actually related to your great-grandfather being a hoe all around town, <laughs> knocking up all these women and creating all this bickering energy within the family lineage in the past. And it's still trying to heal itself so that one can actually step up, take responsibility, be a loving presence, right? Loving father, um, beacon male in the family, whatever the case might be in that situation. But these, again, these things are so funny, sneaky, subtle, unconscious, subconscious. I mean, you, you won't know until you look. So I encourage you, if you're interested, to reach out to me. DM me. I'm happy to do this work with you. I really only do this work in containers of, you know, coaching. I really, I veer away from one-off sessions because my power and my strength comes from working with you on an ongoing basis, where I'm expanding your intuition, where I'm helping you tap into your life purpose and really uncovering what it is and helping you get that by clearing out all this stuff that's holding you back. And there's so many layers to what is holding you back. And so these like initial you know, three to six sessions are all about clearing, are all about this work and other kinds of work that I do, but I always usually start here because this is some of the most foundational stuff that I offer. So if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, -on -one, please DM me because I can help you change your life and I can help you set a lot of things in your family lineage straight so that you can actually have harmonious relationships with those people that you choose to have in your life, be it family or friends, you know, and, and including professional because a lot of times... If we run into, you know, we start, we can start playing out these same family system patterns in our work environments too. That's what's funny. And that's why I also mentioned, you know, I do corporate business clearings as well. The, the karmic debt that your business is carrying or certain companies, you know, it's, you won't know again until you look. It's the easiest way I can explain it. And, and I'll probably do a whole episode on just corporate clearings in the future because that's so important. You have to let your business be what it needs to be. And you're the one holding it back. If your business is not growing, it's you. It's you, the owner of your business. And it's also these, you know, karmic debts that you probably are unaware of these dynamics that are playing out. So, again, if you're interested, reach out to me. DM me. My Instagram is at Candice Rebollo, C-A-N-D-I-C-E-R-E-B-O-L-L-O. I, -E -E I want to chat with you. I want to get my hands on your lineage, okay? I also have the upcoming course. It's a certification course for ancestral alignments. It's the beginner course but we're gonna lay so much foundation. And after this course, you'll be able to learn how to do this work yourself. Okay, so if you're a healer, if you're a coach, if you're an intuitive, this is the kind of work that you wanna start leaning into because when you start clearing the lineage, oh my gosh, the light just starts pouring into your clients. So I'm here to support you. If you're interested in the course, DM me. The link's probably gonna be in my bio by the time this uh, podcast is posted. So find the link in my bio for Ancestral Alignments Beginner Certification Course. 
This is like a modern twist on family constellation work that is just as valuable and just as potent. And also reach out to me if you want to do some one-on-one -on -one coaching so I can run you through this process. Maybe you don't want to learn how to facilitate, but you just want to gain all the juicy insights of what your family lineage has been trying to tell you for a long time. I'm here to help you through that as well. I love you all so much. Thank you for tuning in to Mediumship News. Until next time, beautiful soul. Catch you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in my emerging psychic mediums. I trust you've received new downloads, wisdom, insight, and actionable steps to ascend as you embody the spiritual channel in you. It's time to take the next steps into your life purpose and lovingly clear out the blocks as you give your greatest gifts to be abundantly paid for being you. As always, I'm here to support you on your journey of growth, evolution, and expansion into who you came here to be. I'd love to hear about your biggest ahas and takeaways. So jump on Instagram and let's connect at Mediumship Muse Podcast. DM me. I'd love to hear from you. Love you all.